When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. look further down the schedule for SEC instead of kind of just talking about this next group of wins because a lot of these were I think expected based on how the other teams performing UGA, Miss, uh, Mizzou, LSU Mississippi, Vanderbilt all wins here instead of looking at those because the, and then you lost to Texas A&M too uh, we got a couple other things that we want to talk about kind of leading up to a bigger game here but I want to take a second since we've been talking about the group as a whole but just kind of admire some of the performances of some of the players during all of this the first one that comes to mind for me and we're going to talk about him more in depth for other reasons in a second but Anthony McLemore winning the spot from Horace Spencer for the start that season the shorter guy but does not play short and he becomes the at least at the time the leading blocker in the SEC and up there in the nation going into SEC play man what can you say about Anthony just one of the, you know, probably the smartest kid on the court. Hey, do you know that he got into MIT? What? Are you sure? Yeah. I'd never heard that before, Clint. <laughs> and Jared Stidham's from Texas. What? Um, Are you sure? I thought he was from Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I actually like the kid. Don't ruin that. Um, I mean, Anthony is a stud. I, I, he had such an uncanny ability to get up in the air good timing on blocking shots um you know that's that's kind of what Horace has struggled on since he's been here just so lanky he's so tall he just doesn't have that timing and that ability like Anthony does and Anthony also has the offensive game and you know I think he was actually a lead scorer for one of one or two of these games and you know just he was such an all-around player and it was obvious that when he was on the court, he made his teammates better. Yeah, definitely did. And he was one of those guys that is is highly coveted by coaches, but they are a dime a dozen, and they are hard. I said that the wrong way. They are hard to find, not a dime a dozen. <laughs> um, but, Clint, if I had to ask you, and you've got a wealth of riches here to choose from um, 
on who else stuck out to you kind of mid-season here who was making the most noise to you. I'll throw you out a couple of options, but you can throw some in there if I didn't name them. But Jared Harper starting to make some noise as the best point guard in the SEC. Bryce Brown just lighting it up. Uh, Horace Spencer, with even without losing the uh, starting role, has developed into the player that we kind of all thought we he would be. Deshaun Murray, you know, the short round mound of rebound. Um, and then, oddly enough, Mustafa Heron's kind of fallen by the wayside in in terms of what we expected from him. Now, he's putting up double digits, but not what we might have thought from Mustafa Heron. He's become more of a team player instead of just the star. So, out of, we've already talked about Anthony. Give me one guy out of those group of indiv- individuals that stuck out to you the most midpoint of the season. I, I don't know if I can. You got to pick one. Um, you know how I love getting predictions, and I'm going to make you pick either. one. You know, I, I got to go with Bryce. Um, you know, I, I thought towards the end of the season, he he was just worn out. He had a couple of moments of just really bad um, body language and, and hustle. But I thought for the most part of the season, he was our best defender. Um, <clears throat> he had the best attitude, and he was not going to let somebody get past him. And that was, you know, there was even a game or two I remember watching in the stands that Bryce is the only one playing defense. And, <clears throat> you know, last year I don't remember seeing that out of him. Um, but, you know, he he... he He's had he's been a streaky shooter for a while it seems you know last year he had his bid sophomore slump this year um, <clears throat> just was on fire to begin the season and just went absolutely cold towards the end but you know he he made up for it in other ways when for most of the games when his three point shot wasn't falling he was driving he was dishing it off to a teammate he was drawing fouls and shooting from the free for line and that's i think what really made bryce brown a much better all-around player and a highly coveted player now for potentially some pro aspects i hope hope not we'll talk about that in a second but um a season that will be definitely remembered very fondly by auburn fans and i'm sure him for quite some time kind of taking us a little bit forward i i know it seems bad to skip over beating Kentucky, but you know, we've done it twice in the Bruce Pearl era. So let's kind of just act like that's commonplace now. 76 to 66. Um, only two losses in SCD play, only three losses overall. And then we get to probably, and sadly, I think this is the most important game of the season in terms of encapsulating the story of Auburn. And kind of now this is the fall of Auburn. You go to Columbia, South Carolina against a very good Frank Martin squad, uh, they're coming off of a year in the Final Four, and not the same year. Thank goodness Michael Carrera is not there anymore. <laughs> oh, your guy! I'm oh. gonna get you. I'm gonna get you his jersey. No, never. Um, but somehow, some way, this team finds a way to break my heart again. As much as I, I admire Frank Martin, and they see he and Coach Pearl seem to have a good relationship. Losing eighty four to seventy five is the is the scoreline, but losing Anthony Mclemore to a gruesome injury is the storyline for this game. Your thoughts? It, it, it killed everything, and it's it's a shame that we lost Anthony, but I think it's even more the shame that Auburn lost him in the game that it was. You know, the game was out of hand. Auburn just didn't have the emotion. That, 
you know, they were tired. They they almost didn't want to be there. And it it just, you know, that that was the worst time to lose him. Um, you know, you, he's got guys banged up and sick and uh, final stretch of the season. Um, you know, and, and like we said earlier, Anthony made everybody around him better. And you saw it when he was taken off the court and just the the passion that the guys played with afterwards and you know you hate hate to see it that kind of thing come out of the team when something like that happens because of what happened and not you know they they could have played that whole way the whole whole game and it wouldn't have been a big deal but you know i it's it's a real shame that it happened um just an utter fluke um you know my my understanding is anthony's rehab's going really well um you know just hopefully he'll be back in game shape real soon and can play to that level and higher next year he'll have the reinforced ankle um <laughs> highly reinforced <laughs> <laughs> now nah, it's that that's the thing about basketball just you you land funny and it's over it is it is a very quick sport to get injured in and sometimes very gruesome as it was the case for him. And I, I have a lot of thoughts on this situation, Clint. Um, some honorable for Anthony Macklemore that you realize how important he is to the team. You know, you never say one individual should make or break a team. It's honorable for him to know that his team broke because he lost, he was gone at that point. That's how important he was. But also it's sad to know that that was the straw that broke the camel's back for Auburn. Um, you should not be defined by one player. And I, and I, I say that kind of lightly, they were not defined one player, but I, I see it as the culmination of everything. Chuck person, Austin Wiley, Daniel Purifoy, Barry, Barry, the not being given their credit in non-conference play, not ranking them high enough early enough. And then this finally was just, it. it, it you know, all the other stuff, Yes, it affected you internally, but it was kind of outside noise. This hit home. This was their brother that was down there on the floor, had given everything, had become such an integral part of this team, and he's gone in terms of on the court. Obviously, I just made it sound really morbid. but (laughs) (laughs) He's still here. He's still here, everybody. Everybody everybody calm down. Um, But, yeah, the biggest turning point, I think, in terms of the storybook season that this was turning out to be. It's it's definitely the turning point, and you know you saw the way Auburn played when he was in the second half after he was carted off, and you know they just dug themselves too big a hole. Bryce was a little too cold. I think Jared was cold, but then they come back, you know that midweek game back home against Alabama and beat them ninety to seventy one. It wasn't even close. It was a thumping, and you're like, all right. This team can do it. And then yeah. and then you go to Florida and you go to Arkansas and get beat. And you're like, all right, maybe not. Come back home for the you know, regular season finale and beat that South Carolina team. You know, some people said it was for revenge. I I don't like that card. You know, South Carolina didn't do anything, it just happened on their court. Um, oh, I'm one of those. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think when you had a chance to cut down the nets, that was that was kind of the bigger story. Yeah. But you know, to go two and two following that, that that was a not a great way for it to happen. 
um, you know, and it was just, you know, you had some bright spots with maybe Oliver can do this without Anthony, and then some spots of we really need Anthony. Yeah, I I kind of equate it to the in a boxing match you got two uh, very evenly matched persons, and then all of a sudden one of them just gets walloped and is down. He gets back up, but he's just not the same. And every time he keeps trying to get, but every time he has to get back up. It's just a little bit worse. And I think that's kind of what you saw. You saw them get back up against Alabama, then get just Florida, Arkansas down, back up against South Carolina. We get the SEC championship regular season one. Um, and then we go to SEC the tournament, get the double bye, and lose to your arch rival for the second time this season, 81 to, 80, uh, to 63. And not a, not a good performance at all by the Tigers. And you think, okay, that's all behind us. We can move on. Auburn is going to the NCAA tournament for the first time in, I forgot how many years now because it's been that long. (laughs) The hype is there. People are starting to get back on the Auburn hype train nationally. They think that the the draw is pretty good, and I agree the same way with them. And then you see them come out and struggle a little bit against the – College of Charleston. They get the win, sixty-two to fifty-eight, a little too close for comfort, almost being a big upset. And then you think, okay, that was just kind of knocking the rust off. And then Clemson happens. If I have to see Clemson one more time, Clint, one yeah. more time, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, I, I'm so tired of Auburn without a lake, or Auburn with a lake. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> Auburn is Clemson without a lake. Um, I'm so tired of it. They. <laughs> you know, and I always had kind of a soft spot for Clemson growing up, and I couldn't tell you why. Um, you know, maybe because, you know, the similarities between Auburn and Clemson, kind of the, the baby brother kind of thing, but I'm so tired of them. I never want to see them again. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, the, the SEC tournament loss to Alabama was really the first game of the entire season that Auburn just didn't make it a game. You know, Auburn had made every game close. It, you know, lose 81-80 to 80 to Texas A&M, close game. Um, I don't think Auburn got beat by 10 the entire season. And then, you know, <clears throat> crap the bed <laughs> in Missouri. Um, you know, I, I don't know what happened in the NCAA tournament. Um, I, I want to say that the first game was just butterflies. You know, this is a team that's been told all year you can't do it, and then you're good enough to win it all. You're going to break his and make history, and I think that might have gotten to him. Um, but I, that Clemson game, I think if, if nothing else in the season was, this was the culmination of everything that happened. Italy, yeah. Barry, FBI, Pearson, Wiley, Purifoy, Anthony, everything just fell into the Clemson game. And it's such a shame. It was just a perfect opportunity. Um, You know, just the fall of the season. Auburn went in the last two weeks of the season from a potential number one seed and hosting, or, you know, the number one seed in Nashville, where more than 300 Auburn fans can make the game to a four seed in San Diego. And 
a cross country plane flight. Um, you know, it just it as soon as Anthony went down, you could just see everything falling apart, and it, it just it, it caught on fire in San Diego. <laughs> Thankfully, it's a port city; you could just throw the fire in the water, but. <laughs> Well, that's one way to look at it, I guess. Um, Clint, let me just kind of try to bring this all here into a bow because it's kind of a depressing thing to end on for the season. But overall, and I know that we're kind of working with a sample of, of seasons here um, that are not so great, so the answer is probably kind of obvious. But will you remember this season more fondly than you will bitterly? Yeah. I will Absolutely. too. Absolutely. <clears throat> you know, like I, like I said at the beginning, I have an SEC championship shirt. I cried when the confetti was set off for the right time in Auburn Arena when we finally got that <laughs> championship. I, <clears throat> man, I, you know, I'm not the world's longest Auburn basketball fan. I'm probably not the world's biggest Auburn basketball fan. I've been through my fair share of terrible games and terrible seasons and terrible coaching that, you know, what we saw this year was worth it. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll trade a hundred bad seasons for a championship season any day. And, yeah. <clears throat> you know, you, you're not, you're not taking that away from me. You're not taking it away from this team. Um, come as you try NCAA. <laughs> that crap is bull crap and it doesn't happen. Um, yeah. But I mean, these guys were champions and yeah. Auburn, is a championship program mm -hmm. finally and, and that's that, not, that yeah. just means everything that's not something that anybody's been able to say uh, in quite some time and i think that's what you always have to remember when you look back on this season is yes the be the beginning most of the beginning sucked the ending sucked but what a ride the majority of the season was through all the adversity through all the doubts through all the snubs and sec awards just <laughs> everything they're still champions, and that can never be taken away from them unless the NCAA comes knocking. But never mind. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Try as you might. Try as you might. But that, yes, I agree. That this is a season that I will always finally look on in the future. With that being said, let's take a very quick look at what's been going on this offseason because we've got a short amount of time to do so, and we're going to start with who is leaving and who is staying. So I think the quickest thing and easiest thing to talk about and just kind of thank them is the people who are officially done know they're it's already over with and this is very sad for me uh deshaun murray who i really came to love and admire actually today announced he was going to be going to western kentucky we knew he was going to leave um, and then you saw davian mitchell decide to go to baylor uh, after this season as well. So you're seeing the backup point guard the starting power forward at all six foot three um, has, has left that I, you know I wasn't surprised by the Davion one but I was surprised by the Deshaun Murray one yeah I think Davion saw the writing on the wall with um, Harper more than likely staying um, you know some of the guys we got coming in next year um, you know I, I think that he saw his playing time was not going to be great um, he wasn't going to be getting 15 minutes a game like he did this year um, Deshaun yeah, I, I was curious about that. Comes from Presbyterian, sits out a year, plays a fantastic season. Um, but, um, 
you know, he does graduate in just, I think, a week. Um, so he gets that grad transfer. Um, <clears throat> so I think, you know, I'm not, I, I never want to fault a kid for doing what he thinks is best for his career. Um, you know, maybe, maybe he wants to learn from as many good coaches as he can. And you got, you know, a good coach at Presbyterian. You got a great coach in Bruce Pearl. And, um, you know, he's got Rich Stansberry, former Mississippi State coach at Western Kentucky. So, you know, I, I think there's something to be said about learning a lot from a lot of different people. And that's mm-hmm. probably what he's going for. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I don't know what's going on in his head. Yeah. But I, I'll say this, uh, whether Deshaun played five games or five seasons with us. I will always remember him as the mini round of me uh, of rebound because that man could rebound the heck out of the ball, out rebounding seven footers, seven foot two ers. I mean, just a beast down below. So thank you to Davion and Deshaun. We really appreciate what you guys were a part of the season. We wish you the best of luck at Western Kentucky and Baylor. Let's not see them next year. No, not at all. We don't want to have that uh, kind of come back around, uh, turnabout's fair play and all that. Um, but here's the question now we have. Who will be left? Because there was talk that this team would be whole coming into next season. Oh. Now, in reality, you knew things were going to change. There were going to be some attrition. Some of it might have been Wiley and Purifoy. And you saw Purifoy announce at the very end of the season, I'm back. I have to sit out a couple of games. I'm here next year. And you kind of see the hype train already building. Everybody's like, oh, wow. Wiley's going to be, you know, back. Harper, everyone's going to be back. And then all of a sudden you see kind of depressing, at least in it, when you look at it, the surface, Harper announced, Wiley announced, and Brown announced that they're going to test the waters for the NBA draft. And they have not signed, or they had no intentions to sign with an agent to keep their eligibility. And then also there was Mustafa Heron. Um not the biggest surprise that he decided to declare, or if you want to call it that, or test the waters for the NBA. But he said he plans to sign with the agent. To our knowledge, as of this recording, that has not happened yet, so he is still technically eligible to come back. I get the feeling at this moment, I said it before we recorded, that he might come back now. Now, as I think about it, I'm not so certain. Where, are your head, where is your head at on, on any of these guys? <laughs> well... This is when you saw the overreactions from Auburn Twitter come back in full force that something's going on, these guys are leaving. And like you said, you see it at surface level, it's what it is. But, you know, this is something that a lot of Auburn basketball fans haven't dealt with before. And the NBA draft is completely different than the NFL draft. And for football, as soon as you say, I'm going, you're done. It's over. And... It's something I think should change in the future. Um, for basketball, these guys have a really good opportunity to go train and work out and do a combine in front of a very uh, personable group of guys. You know, they, there's only there's 30 teams opposed to 32 for football. There's five guys on the field or on the court as opposed to 11 for football. So, you know, you get a much better chance of a one-on-one um, meeting with these teams and with their strength coaches, their coaches, their players, whatever it may be. It's, it's such a more personable experience. And, you know, again, if these guys are going there to see where they rank, um, to, to get a little bit of coaching and teaching from 
somebody else that that can only do good things for them and if they are told we don't think you're going to get drafted you might you know there's only two rounds of the draft um you know you're, you're not going to get drafted you might have a chance to make a d-league team kind of like that you know hey go back to college play another year you might be able to do better next year that that means that auburn's got a better squad um yeah. you know i i think um i think harper and brown will be back um <clears throat> bryce bryce i think has the better chance of those two to have a good combine and you know kind of see his way out um austin wiley that's a toss-up um <clears throat> i i think that it's it's a little concerning that he hasn't played in a year um I, I want to see him back at Auburn. I want to see him do something very special at Auburn and, you know, kind of right the wrong that has happened this year. Um, <clears throat> he, his mom, and Coach Person all got drugged through the mud this year. Um, Austin actually went to Twitter a couple of nights ago to defend himself and his mother, and, and I, I respect that. Um, you know, I, I want to see the Austin Wiley, Vicky Orr name and number 50 get put back in a really good light this year. So I hope Austin comes back. Um, Mustafa, I, I don't, I don't think we'll see Mustafa again. Yeah. And I think you're right on that point too. Um, Mustafa always struck me as a very, um, he's a, he's a very smart guy. He's a, he's a very talented guy, obviously, but I, I, I always got the feeling that while he was happy at Auburn, that he's got his eye on something else. And um, I, I think it's pretty obvious what that is. And he's he's going to have a great career, I think. I, I want him back. I would love to have – I had kind of soured on him as the season went on, but I, I, would, I want him back. I'll just say that much. Because if you have Mustafa, Wiley, Purifoy, Brown, Harper, Anthony McLemore, Horace Spencer um, – <laughs> Malik Dunbar, Samir Dowdy, all these and all these new players. If I'm forgetting anybody, I'm sorry. Back together it is going to be something to behold. Um, so well, there's a lot that still can happen. Um, as of this recording, nobody has announced any signings or anything like that with agents, so they are still eligible to come back. The draft is June 21st, and that is probably a day we'll come back and look at all this for another episode to see how things are going, unless something big happens before then um, but I think that's going to kind of wrap up uh, the postseason except for a few things and th- few things we need to mention here quickly we did make a big hire to replace Chuck Person um, granted I know nothing about him other than he was a former point guard for Auburn Wes Flanagan uh, former head coach for uh, Little Rock is coming to be an assistant coach for Coach Pearl um, from what I understand he's a great recruiter uh, he's you know, Clint. If one, if there's one thing I want in all our Auburn assistants. What is it? An Auburn man. And there you go. And he fills that role right there. It could be not qualified at all, but as long as they're an oh, Auburn man, geez. I'm. On, I know you hate it, Clint, but he he qualifies for me. What's your feelings on West Flanagan? Um, yeah, I mean, I like having Auburn guys in town as well. Um, I, I think that Coach Flanagan has a chance to be a really, really good coach. Um, you know, just looking at the the bio on him when he was hired um you know played four seasons at auburn averaged 13.4 points and 6.7 assists a game during his his junior season um 
helped lead Auburn to back-to-back NIT appearances, so you know, not not your favorite. But um, <laughs> you know, I thought that this is kind of interesting that his his freshman season he played under Tommy Joe Eagles, who was fired following that season, and as Eagles was going to take a new job in Louisiana, actually passed away. Um, and during his junior season where he, you know, he, he averaged 13.4 and 6.7 was actually diagnosed with bone cancer in his mm. left arm Goodness. and he finished the season. Um, so, you know, you, you've got a guy who's gone through some stuff has, um, you know, remained positive and gotten through it. Um, you know, he's, he's coached at UAB, Nebraska, Mississippi state, uh, like you said, head coach at Arkansas Little Rock, and now at Auburn. Um, you know, he's got an Auburn degree, uh, unlike the previous guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I think that he'll be a really good fit for Auburn. Um, you know, just, just stay away from the FBI guys. Please, for the love of all that is good. Just every, <laughs> it's, it's the thing I preach to athletes at Auburn right now. Just go home. Go eat some dinner, study, get up, go to class, go to practice, play the game. That's all I want you to do, please. I know you can't because you're human just like me, but just come on, give it a try. Anyway, um, two other notes here. Uh, We have a huge thank you to give out to somebody. Never met him before uh, in person. I know you have, Clint, but we talk about Anthony McLemore being the most important person on the court to this team. At least that's the way it turned out for the season. Uh, there's a guy behind the scenes that was the most important part of not just this team this year, but this first four years for Coach Pearl, and that's Patrick Heim. Walk-on turned scholarship player this season. Uh, spiritual leader, uh, morale leader, uh, walk-on in terms of prepping for the team, uh, the, the starters uh, leader. I, my heart goes out to him. I was a walk-on at uh, Auburn Montgomery, and I know the dedication, um, the questions of whether you belong there in your head, um, and I will forever respect Patrick Kime for what he's meant to this program. Oh, man. I, I've said it so many times throughout this season that Pat is one of the best guys you'll ever meet. Um, <clears throat> you know, barely talked too much of the games, and you know, it's like we were good friends for years. Um, I, I think that Pat not being with this team next year, unless somehow, some way, finds a way to be a grad assistant or something, that this team's going to really miss him. Um, <clears throat> you know, you might see a little bit of struggles next year. And it's not going to be because Mustafa left or... Austin's back in the lineup. It's it's going to be because Pat's no longer there to help. I completely agree. Um, the help that Pat gave this team is something that you can't measure, something that you can't quantify, capture in a bottle. It's something that only comes uh, through someone's complete and utter devotion to something other than himself. And that is what Pat has signified for this team. And hopefully there will be someone to step up in his footsteps because we will very much need it for next season. So thank you, thank you. Thank you, Patrick Kime. We will miss you. On a happy note, to end this entire retrospective look, I will say this to Auburn fans. If you're worried about the NCAA investigation, is there a chance Bruce Pearl might get in trouble? Will any of these players stay? 
here is your silver lining. It was just announced today by new AD, Alan Green, that they are currently working on a new contract for Coach Pearl. And if you can't get excited about that, I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> now, th- this one I'm excited about. Um, <clears throat> you know, Coach Pearl actually had a decent contract when he signed a couple of years ago. Um, following success this year, people were crying out, give them a raise, give them a better contract, and and he's earned it. Um, you know, I, I think that after some of the things that were said and leaked out from Auburn's administration that this is a good solidifying for Coach Pearl, um, <clears throat> I, I never got that sense of, something's going on with Auburn and coach Pearl might not be here tomorrow. Uh, we heard rumors a lot throughout the season and, you know, I just, I just didn't buy it. There, there was too much good going on. We were in and out of a athletic director at the time. Uh, you got a brand new school president that probably doesn't want to piss off a lot of people, especially that those that have money. Let's hope not. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, some things were said that shouldn't have been said. Um, no comment is always a good answer. Um, but I, I, I never really saw any reason to worry about Coach Pearl. Never saw any reason that he would want to leave. Um, you know, he, he's enjoyed his time at Auburn. I've enjoyed his time at Auburn. And I think he'll retire here at Auburn. I hope you're right, Clint, because it is going to be fun for the next, hopefully, decades uh, with him here as Auburn's head coach. And that is going to be a nice bow for the end of the 2017-2018 season. What a season it was. Clint, before we get out of here, let's give our contact information. You can find me on Tiger or on Twitter at TigerEye24. Where can they find you? You can follow me on Twitter at ClintAU24. And you can check out my website, the Auburn Uniform Database at auburnuniforms.com. A couple of things I want to say before we get out of here. Uh, thank you so much to everybody who stuck with us this season. It's been four years of Clint and I doing this. It was the thing that launched the E2C network in its truest concept. Ever to Conquer podcast was here before Inside the Jungle. But I want to say especially thank you to, to you, Clint, for sticking with me throughout this entire thing. It's been fun. Uh, for you, our listeners out there, this is the last scheduled recording. We probably will be back for the NBA draft, anything big that happens after that. Uh, but until next preseason begins, this is the last regular recording that you will have for Inside the Jungle. So we appreciate your patronage of this. Now, Clint, I'm not going to let you get away without one prediction. As things stand right now, what you know, what you expect to happen. Does the Auburn Tigers make the Sweet 16 next year? Does the Auburn Tigers? Ooh. Do. I'm not a, uh. I'm, I went to Auburn. I, I'm good at biology and things like that, but not at grammar. Oh, God. That one hurt. That, that, that's exactly why I edit everything for your website. <laughs> <clears throat> Does Auburn make the Sweet 16? Hey, I'll say yes. I like it. That's a sweet prediction, Clint. That's going to do it for this episode on the E2C Network. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into our show. A couple reminders for you listeners before we head out today. 
you're interested in joining the E2C Network team, make sure you give us an email at e2cnetwork at gmail.com, and we'd be happy to discuss that with you. Also, make sure you're checking out the variety of episodes on our podcast we have coming out each week, as well as our blog post on e2cnetwork.com. Specifically, make sure you're checking out Facebook Live sessions that we have called E2C Live and Auburn Fan Chat, where you, the listener, can get involved in the show and have your voice heard. If you're interested in connecting with us and giving us feedback, there are a variety of ways to do that. First, go online to iTunes and SoundCloud and Google Play. Please subscribe there and give us reviews there as well. It helps spread the show and lets us know how we're doing. If you're looking to find us on social media, you can do so at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even YouTube. Just type in E2C Network, and that'll get you there. Once again, our email is E2Cnetwork at gmail.com and our website, E2Cnetwork.com. And I want to thank the Auburn BCM and the Auburn Uniform Database once again, and thank you, the listeners, for tuning in each and every week. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle.